The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown! 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 Georgia! Now, here are your host, two-time All-American punter, Drew Butler. Drew Butler, leader in the country in punts 49-plus. See if he booms this one. He does. Wow! And Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and SEC championship winning quarterback, Jake Fromm. Lee Flicker to get the night started. Downfield looking for Godwin. Into his hands. And guess which dogs are barking first? Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. The national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine, yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame, waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. Welcome in to the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined alongside my co-host, Jake From. Be sure to follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. He is at From Jake. Check out puntandpass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. It's got our merch up there. I'm rocking the Punt and Pass rope hat right now. I see a couple of people at the Georgia games that I've been to in the past rocking Punt and Pass gear. So head on over to puntandpass.com. We have golf hats, tour visors, rope hats, other stuff. Our YouTube page is there. Our blog is there. Our picks are there. Everything that you need is at puntandpass.com. Week seven is here, Jake. I cannot believe we are just about at the midway point of the college football season. It absolutely flies by. And, dude, we have a doozy of a slate on deck this weekend. Season-high six matchups with top 25 teams playing against each other. I am so looking forward to it. How are you, brother? Yeah, man, it's going to be a crazy weekend coming up. Uh, this AP top 25 list is going to get a lot yeah. Uh, shuffled up uh, coming up after the weekend. So it's going to be crazy. A lot of good matchups, a lot of good football. Going to be tuning in, going to be watching. No doubt. I cannot wait. You know what else I cannot wait for? To get active on prize picks this weekend. We were so close to hitting the bet from last week. We will hit it this weekend. Jake was telling me before we started recording. This is the week. This episode of Punt and Pass is presented to you by our awesome partners over at Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com or download the Prize Picks app. It is so simple. All you have to do is download the Price Picks app and use the promo code PUNT. P U N T PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. You just pick over or under your favorite players and boom, you're locked in. You can win up to 10 times your money in one day, payouts or instant. Again, the best thing is if you deposit now and you use the promo code PUNT, they'll match it dollar for dollar up to 100 bucks. That's a shot at $1,000 right there. We are going to give you the bet the from in just a little bit. It will hit this weekend. Promo code PUNT. Download the Prize Picks app. Yeah, Jake, let's get straight to three and out. Uh, so much to talk about for this weekend. Nothing more hyped up than the huge top 10 clash in the SEC. It's the third Saturday in October. If you don't know what that means, that means Tennessee versus Alabama. And for the past 15 years, 
this game has meant nothing because Tennessee gets whooped up on. Things could change this weekend. So many storylines around this, Jake. Most notably, Alabama quarterback. Yeah, question of the day, is Bryce Young going to play? Because if he doesn't play, that is a completely par par football team, as we saw last week, almost got beat by Texas A&M. So a lot is predicated on him playing. And even if he does play, it doesn't look like he's going to be 100%. So that could be a factor in as well. Tennessee is rolling. I don't know if there's a hotter team in college football than Tennessee right now. Yeah, I mean, you are right. And we're going to kind of really break this down right now. We'll give you our picks later when we go inside the five. But with Bama being a seven-point favorite right now, I think that's a clear indication that Vegas thinks Bryce Young is playing. Uh, I was listening to a radio broadcast that said they thought this was a gambling expert that Bryce Young was worth about five points to the spread. So if word or news were to break that he wasn't playing, this number would plummet and it would be about Alabama as a two point favorite. Like you just said, if he doesn't play, these two teams are pretty much on par. I think Bryce Young's going to play. You just mentioned it. He certainly will not be 100%. Have you ever had an AC shoulder sprain injury? I mean, as a quarterback, I'd love to get your feedback and, and, and insight here. Yeah, so I actually had my own run-in with an AC joint sprain. Uh, it was Throwing shoulder? Uh, yeah, throwing shoulders in high school, uh, playing a rival team across town, north side. Yeah. Anyway, I was late in the game, uh, hitting the side. Instead of just walking out of bounds like most quarterbacks do, I said, hey, I don't like these guys, so I'm going to rush up field and try to get a few extra yards. It wasn't a huge hit at all. It just hit it just right sprained it just a tad and I was kind of right on the verge of like a grade one grade grade two yeah. uh, sprain and I ended up playing the rest of the game but every time I threw it just felt like someone was taking a knife and stabbing really? me in the shoulder every time so it is extremely painful I ended up playing that next week practice that week uh I only took certain and and a, a few amount of reps because it, it is extremely painful but um it, it's to me it's also a mental thing as well if he wants to play I think he can but He's going to be thinking about it a lot, uh, and if a guy hits him just the right way, it it, it may have it may put him out. So, uh, it's it's an interesting injury, uh, especially for a quarterback. And I I don't think he's going to be a hundred percent for this game, which is why I I think Tennessee's going to have a big advantage. Wow, here. wow! Yeah. Look, he's going to play. Okay, this is such a big game. It's such a big rivalry. Bryce Young will play. I'm sure they're going to mix him up a cocktail, inject that baby right into his shoulder about 30 minutes before game time. A, quarter, I don't know a, a quarter zone about. shot is, is an yeah. option. was an option for I didn't take one. And when do you get that? Thursday, Friday? I mean, it's not Saturday morning, right? I don't know. Uh, that's a good point. I mean, I think quarter zone shots, what, are they 24 hours, 36 hours? I, I have no idea. I mean, if I was him, I'd just take it first thing in the morning and, yeah. and roll with it. I mean, it's a 3.30 game. He's got plenty of time for it to kick in. Um. I don't know. A lot, a lot of questions around that. I know a lot of questions around that. Do you, do you take one uh, pre in the week to get a good week of practice and see how it is uh, to prepare you for the game? Uh, Do you, do you ultimately think, do you ultimately think that's his decision? Now I know he's an ultimate competitor and he's not just a quarterback. He is the defending Heisman trophy winner. He is an absolute stud. Uh, He is a difference maker. He wants to play. If everybody was essentially peer pressuring him and saying, hey, man, we need you. Look what Milrow did a week ago, three turnovers. Guy's got no awareness in the pocket. He can't throw the ball that well. Tennessee's playing really hot. We need you. Uh, Can you play? He's probably going to take that shot, right? He's not going to be like, I don't know, guys. I can't make it this weekend. Yeah, the outside noise, the outside pressure, he he's feeling it. He wants it. And no, nobody wants to wake up the next morning and that whole 
AC joint sprain situation to just disappear more than he does. I promise. Yeah, so no question. He, he's feeling it. Like you said, because of those reasons, I would definitely err on him playing, but in the back of his head, I promise he's going to get hit in that game and he's going to feel it. And you, you'll see him. He, he may warm up once or twice on the sideline and he's going to keep those throws to a minimum because you only have so many quote unquote stabbings in that right shoulder before yeah. you're like, man, I've, I've had enough. It's making my shoulder hurt. Just talking about it <laughs> repeatedly. Uh, talk about Jalen Milrow though. Cause I wanted to ask you, we didn't necessarily touch on it too much a week ago. The difference between getting those second team reps and then all of a sudden getting thrown into the fire, like he did last week against Texas A&M. You saw those two consecutive fumbles, kind of the strip sack action from behind in the pocket, not necessarily having that real game time awareness because when you're in practice and the pocket collapses like that, guess what happens? Whistles blow. Nobody's touching you. Hey, the whistles aren't blowing in the game. Those guys are like rabid dogs trying to get you on the ground or the football out. Um, Things are different and Tennessee would be no different this weekend. Yeah. Nobody's going to make, practice as close to the game as Alabama does in the way they prepare each and every week for the game. However, as a backup quarterback, especially you don't understand the respect for the football that it deserves until you're thrown in to a chaotic game situation. And so we'll see if he does get in there. I'm sure he'll have a few packages this week. Maybe we'll see. Um, But the respect for the football and taking care of the football is is a huge thing yeah. and it's something that it, it doesn't just you know snap your fingers flip a switch uh it's it's learned and it's habitual uh and you have to practice it a ton there's no question and Neyland can get absolutely rocking this atmosphere is going to be electric college game days there for the second time in three weeks it's the second time since 2000 both Alabama and Tennessee are both ranked in the top 10 um, I think you just absolutely kicked the shit out of Tennessee all three years you were at Georgia. I want to <laughs> say the cumulative score was like 150 something to 40 something. Uh, I remember when I was in school, our senior year in 2011, it was a night game in Neyland. Coach Rick got his 100th victory. They staged a pretty big comeback in the second half. It was rocking. I mean, super yeah. loud atmosphere. I can't even imagine how loud it will be this weekend. I saw a tweet just before we started recording. Uh, it's Wednesday night right now. Like the Tennessee River or Knoxville River or whatever the hell it's called outside Neyland is already packed with boats. Yeah, People are fired up. This is a huge spot for Tennessee. You just mentioned it. They're one of the hottest teams in the country right now. But you and I both know you don't just beat Alabama, okay? It ain't that simple. Is this too big of a spot for Tennessee? Oh, that's a tough one. Is it? I don't know. Uh, nobody wants them to do it more than obviously the guys in that locker room. Uh, they've just, oh, man, just been hit on hard by those guys uh, in Crimson uh, year after year. Uh, one is due. I don't know if it's yeah. due this year. Uh, it is certainly it's, due. That's one, 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 one is definitely due. Uh, and, and I think they're fully capable. I, Alabama has looked uh, normal in a couple games this year, Texas and last week versus Texas A&M for sure. So they, they can come out and, and be normal and be beatable. So it, it wouldn't can, be good. They showed it, that they, they've, they've shown it. And so there's, there's nothing to say that Tennessee can't win this football game. And I, I can't wait to watch it. I think it's going to be a really fun one to watch. I can't wait to watch it either. Uh, you alluded to it on Monday's podcast. You were like, you know, is this the end? 
life without Bryce Young, you know, next year, what is Alabama Nick Saban going to look like? I talked to our great buddy, Ryan Skates of the poor man's game notes, the poorest man of them all. And he was saying the same thing. He was like, is this the end of Alabama's dynasty? I go, guys, just slow your roll for two seconds, please. I don't think so. I think we're jumping the shark a little bit in that regard. This game this weekend is set to be massive. Will Cedric Tillman play for Tennessee? One of the best receivers in the nation. Look, I'm just telling you right now, you don't just beat Bama. You simply don't. It's going to be awesome. We'll get to our pick in just a little bit. Look, we talk about Bryce Young. Listen, we talk about Jalen Milrow, Cedric Tillman. At Georgia specifically, buddy, the injury bug is in full swing. It's second down. Let's get to it. Seems like pretty good timing, though. Getting thin in some (laughs) positions. Vanderbilt this weekend. It's homecoming in Athens. Bye week next weekend. Guys can get healthy. And then, of course, you go to Jacksonville for the Georgia-Florida game. But Jalen Carter, Georgia's number one NFL recruit, the stalwart in the middle of the defensive line, he's not even practicing right now. Smile Munden, who made a lot of headlines earlier on in the season as a kind of bust onto the scene linebacker, he doesn't look like he'll be playing this weekend. A.D. Mitchell took a little bit of a setback with his limited snaps a week ago. Kendall Milton fighting that hamstring. And Tresman Marshall. Jake, is it just the middle of the season? You know, heading into week seven, guys get banged up. This is interesting. George is going to have to navigate this. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, there's there, there's no substitute for just going through a schedule, especially an SEC schedule, of just what it does to your body, what it does to the team. And it just some injuries are just unfortunate. Um, a lot of them are nicks and bruises um, and just playing, just playing hurt. But uh, as a timing thing in a, in a timing situation, it, it is a very – uh, good time if there is a good time for guys to get hurt. So uh, this week and then getting the bye week coming up. So they're about to hit the the, the very tough part of their schedule. So getting these guys back healthy uh, is is a top priority. Uh, yeah, for Coach Smart and Mr. Ron Corson. There is absolutely no doubt about that. And Scott Sinclair, who's the director of strength and conditioning for Georgia, one of the best in the country. I, awesome. I think undoubtedly not only has Kirby Smart and that coaching staff recruited at Georgia at such a high level throughout their first seven years, but the development of those recruits is just different. Um, I see it when I get to go to the facility. Oh yeah, Coach Sinclair is in there setting the tone. The guy is a beast, tried and true, and now he's got rings to prove it. So. I don't, I don't think there's any correlation to what they're doing in the weight room to the injuries that might be happening. Um, no. A lot more of the soft tissue stuff has not been happening at Georgia. These are just lingering, nagging injuries, which happen throughout a football season. It's just, yeah, just part of playing football. And back to Coach Sinclair, I mean, Coach Sinclair is one of the best, if not the best, at what he does. I think I agree. just me as a player and reflecting back on it, he was tough and hard on us when we needed to grind. Uh, and he took care of us when when it was time to take care of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, and what he does and his staff, uh, they're they're incredible. So, um, no nobody's doing and and wanting to do a better job than him. Totally agree. Um, and you mentioned Georgia's stretch of the schedule in November uh, has suddenly turned into no joke. I was one yeah. of the ones so out take, front just, before the just season. Take Mississippi, going, Mississippi State for yeah. Take Mississippi State for example. That not supposed to be a g- big game, and and now they're they're balling and, and hitting the stride as well. Yeah, it's really interesting. So obviously after the bye, Jacksonville for the Florida, excuse me, the Georgia, Florida game home versus <laughs> Tennessee. And if Tennessee beats Alabama this weekend, that game could be number one versus number two, either, or it will be wild. And then you turn around and go straight to Starkville to play Mississippi state. And then you have to turn around and go to Lexington to play Kentucky. So all those teams are ranked right now. 
outside of Florida. No cause for concern, though, on the Georgia injuries. Those guys get healthy yeah. for that stretch we just talked about. All right, let's go to third down. I'm going to throw you a curveball first. Talk to me. Wrapping up our Georgia discussion around Vanderbilt, it's a unique matchup on the schedule because from a competitive standpoint, it's not necessarily that high when it comes to SEC opponents. I need to know what your favorite memory playing Vanderbilt was as a Georgia player. Do you have one that really sticks out to you? Did you guys hang, you know, 50 plus? What is your favorite memory of the Georgia Vanderbilt series while you were in Athens? Uh, Vandy game. uh, So we played Vandy at home. I believe it was my second year. It was my freshman year. I don't know. Um, anyway, I threw a, uh, post bomb. It was like at the beginning of the game to Terry, Terry took it like 75, 80 yards to the house. Uh, that was awesome. And then one of the years, I believe it was, it was later in my career, maybe my, my junior year, we went to Vandy. Uh, and it was basically, we played another home game away from home and all the Georgia fans, the best man did an amazing job. They showed up, they showed out wore red and it was red in the stadium. Oh, owned it basically just bought it for a day. There was nothing, <laughs> there was nothing they could do, do about it. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was awesome. You get to walk out cause you, you no offense, but hashtag offense here. I mean, <laughs> playing, play, playing at Vanderbilt, it feels like a, you're playing a high school football game. It's like a soccer stadium. Yeah. Yeah. No offense to it, soccer, but hashtag offense. Yeah. Hashtag offense here. Just yeah. made that up out of nowhere, but it's a tur- turf field. The stands are small. It's tight. The open, locker room. open end in one end zone completely. Yeah. Open. Yeah, yeah but the yes. locker room is is terrible. Um, and so you just it just feels like a high school football game and walking out it feels like, hey man, this is back in high school. Love it. But you guys take care of business. Um, and that yeah. always it was always so cool. It's a great away trip for the Georgia fan base. Go to Nashville, own the stadium for a day, rent it out, and then watch the red and black dominate. Mine's a little bit different. Let's go back to 2011. Um, times were a little bit tough at Georgia. We had mm. been six and seven in, in 2010. If you remember, we lost the Liberty Bowl to Central Florida, 10 to six. And then mm. we lost the first two games of the next season. Boise State in the Chick-fil-A kickoff classic in the Georgia I Dome. remember that one. RIP Georgia Dome. And then Yo, we wore some ugly South jerseys Carolina. that game too. With the Power Ranger red jerseys. <laughs> so then we started getting into a little momentum and we were winning games. We ended up winning 10 straight games and winning the SEC East and going back to the SEC championship. But before that bye week, we had to go to Nashville to play Vandy and it was a night game. Okay. We get up to a big lead. That lead starts to dwindle in the second half. I think we're up Mm. by, I want to say four points, five points, six points. And we had to punt with about a minute left. So the week prior, uh, we had lost just about every single starter on our punt team after 2010. So we were a normal spread punt team, like a like an NFL-style, pro-style punt team. After, I think, week five or six, Coach Lilly, who's now at North Carolina, he came out to me. You know, Coach was, Lilly, awesome. Yes, love that guy. Yeah. I was preparing you know, to go to the NFL the year after, and he was like, hey, I got some news. You're going to hate it, but we have to move to a shield punt. We just don't have the guys or the bodies to do that pro-style punting. I was like, you know what, whatever. For the, for the squad, let's do it. Let's go cover some punts and win some games. That was the first week, Vanderbilt, that we switched our punt formation. So we had very, very limited reps in practice in special situations, one of them, of course, being backed up in the end zone or a last-minute get-the-ball-off type situation. So when you spread everybody out, assignments change, communication has to be great, 
we practiced it, I think, once or twice. Uh-huh. 11 men up, all tight. You know, I'm not going to call out names, miss the block, dead straight run. I catch it. I kick it. I take, I take, I, excuse me. I have uh, clocked this plenty of times. I think he got there in like a second because it's about <laughs> a nine and a half, 10 yard yeah. uh, block point. And clean run i've had people always talk about this man i can't believe you took all the time in the world to get that punt off that of course oh. is not true i'll stick i'll stick up for myself here um <laughs> i've had guys say man i can't believe you kept your feet and made that tackle because i did turn around we tracked the guy down they did not score and they had two plays to throw it into the end zone to win the game jake at the end of oh the my game, god I, I think coach rick would have been fired uh, I wish we would, I wish we could pull the clip on this. Liam, our intern, who's been making our awesome social media videos, he will pull the clip. I oh, kept nice. my feet, we got him down. They had two throws to the end zone. Guess who the quarterback was? Jordan Rogers, who's now on SEC. Jordan Rogers. Yeah. yeah. And then we win the game. And guess what happens after that? Todd Grantham and James Franklin, the head coach at Vanderbilt, almost get in a fight on the field after the game. It was wild. We win the game. Some people call it the $2 million tackle because I think that's what Coach Rick's buyout was at the time. But we kept him there. We won 10 straight games. We won the SEC East and went to the SEC Championship. That is my most memorable play. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. It's one heck of a story, too, man. That was a great job. Good story. It's a good yeah. story. Speaking, speaking of that punch shield, I personally, myself, don't know how crappy of a job it is because I've never done it. Uh, but one of my good friends, Ben Cleveland, was yes. on the punch shield. And as big as a man as he is. He's a mountain. He hated that job. Sucks. He said it was the worst job ever. He says, no matter how big you are, one of their biggest, fastest dudes is coming at you. And he's coming to lay out and give his hardest hit. Just It's just a free hit. It's, yeah, a free it's hit. just a free and run you just gotta collision. You just got to stand there and take it. There's nothing you could do about it. David Andrews was on ours um, when we made the switch. You know, big yeah. old boss Andrews, who's still with the New England Patriots, putting together still. a hell of an NFL career. So awesome. shout out to the big guys taking it for the punters. We're just a bunch of pansies. You know, I wanted to talk about the roughing the passer in the NFL, the Tom Brady nonsense, the Chris oh, yeah. Jones nonsense on Monday Night Football. Well, just it, insane. 
insane. Uh, just just real real quick here on it. Uh, obviously, if you watch the Falcons game, play the Buccaneers, they call roughing the passer on Tom Brady, which is one of the worst calls ever. Not to be outdone, Monday Night Football. Derek Carr, and, Chris and Jones. get one that's even worse than that. Chris Jones, uh, Chris Chris Jones, right? Yeah, yeah. Chris Jones strip sack, strip sacks him. He has the ball in his hand <laughs> and falls down on Derek Carr. Not to I mention, there, there's no other way he could have made that play, made that sack without falling on top of Derek Carr because that's part of the new language of that foul penalty flag of, of, of putting your weight on top of the quarterback, which is what they don't want. But there's no other way for him to make that play without doing so. And even so, he had the ball in his hand. Like, he had already recovered it and landed on top of him, which is just atrocious. It's so, so mind-boggling. It is so mind-boggling, Jake, and it really frustrates me. Like, truly, truly makes me upset. I, I, I hope you know that. I hope you know how 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 angry referees make me. Do you know that? I do. I, I've I've seen your Twitter feed about yeah uh, being held accountable, and they don't. That, man, who do they who do they answer to? They just they don't answer, answer to anybody. Yeah, especially in the NFL, their union yeah. is more powerful than the players' union. That's a proven fact. Well, the they NFL have no accountability. Union. They have no accountability. Okay, and it's sickening. It's absolutely sickening that Jerome Boger, who had the worst call ever with the Grady Jarrett Tom Brady sack. Tom Brady's head didn't even touch the ground. It was a form roll tackle sack. He laid yeah. him to the ground yeah. uh, through the flag for passing, roughing the passer. The guy should be fired for a call that bad, like literally should be fired. I, I, I truly believe that. Um, and then the next night with the strip sack, it's just crazy. It's crazy. They have no accountability. Somebody said to me on Twitter, well, their job's hard. Everybody's job's hard. That is not an excuse. Get out of here. And, they, and, they, and they, get, they get paid pretty well too now. Hell yeah. They, 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 they get compensated very well. Don't get me started. Yeah. Don't get me started. Okay. I'm done. I'll calm down now. Let's go to something happy. Let's Let's go to the bet the from. Let's go to the hashtag bet the from. Oh, man. It's time to dial in our winner for the weekend. Of course, we're talking about prize picks. It's Jake's from Jake Fromm's QB only entry of the week. We call it the hashtag bet the from, aka bet the farm on this because it will 100% cash this weekend. Download the prize picks app. Use the promo code PUNT. They will match your first $100 promo code punt. All right, buddy. Um, you were very confident about this before we jumped on. So let it rip. Yeah, no, I like it a lot. Uh, first up, we're going to go with Quinn Ewers at Texas. Stud. Uh, he is back. He's back balling. Had an incredible week last week uh, playing Oklahoma. They dominated. This week, they're playing Iowa State. Uh, now, Iowa State has a very good defense. Um, so far this season, Iowa State is only allowing 186 passing yards this season. Uh, but Quinn Ewers' uh, yardage is over-under is 255 and a half. Yeah. I always look for the overs because I'm all about my quarterbacks winning okay. here. Okay, He's 255 and a half, and I think he makes it. He's balling, and if he never got hurt, arguably he could be the best quarterback in the country right now. I agree with that 100%. Over Quinn Ewers, Texas quarterback, 255 and a half passing yards against Iowa State. Next. Yes, sir. Uh, next, we have J.J. McCarthy, uh, the quarterback for Michigan. Big game this uh, weekend. Very big game. Like this matchup. Uh, they're playing Penn State. Uh, his number is 217 and a half, which I also like the over. Okay. And this one, last week, uh, J.J. McCarthy was 304 yards with three tutties versus Indiana. Obviously, he's not playing Indiana. This is a big-time football game. Uh, but, man, I really love this guy because he is so efficient. 
He has a 78% completion percentage. Wow. Um, and the Penn State defense is allowing 262 passing yards a game this year. Yeah, which they're is, tied on the run game. So that's a good pick because Michigan will have to start tossing the ball around for sure to move yeah. the football. So I, I like this one a lot. Uh, and the opposing quarterback, Sean Clifford, yes. uh, playing for Penn State, uh, he's at 209 and a half, which to me is just a super low number. Hey, how, how do we not get this one? Um, I think Penn State's going to be behind in this football game, so they're really? going to have to they're going to have to throw the ball to win. We can talk about this later, but they're going to have to throw the ball to win, uh, and they're going to have to come back. And so I think he's going to have more passing attempts, more passing opportunities. Okay. Therefore, I think two hundred nine and a half is a pretty achievable number. Uh, and I'm looking for the over on this one. Love it, Sean Clifford, Penn State quarterback, taking on Michigan. Over 209 and a half passing yards on the flip side of the Wolverines quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, over 217 and a half passing yards. All right. Next up, going Ooh, out, we're going out. I love it. We're going, we're going out west. Give me Caleb Williams. Now, I'm back and forth on this one, okay, because he's 275 and a half over passing yards or uh, 300 and a half passing and rushing yards. Okay, uh, oh. USC is playing Utah. The comp for this game for me was our future Heisman Trophy winner, Anthony Richardson at yes. Florida. Okay, yes. he did not have a very good passing game that game, but he's not the passer that Caleb Williams is. However, he did go off and have a crap ton of yeah. rushing yards that game. Yeah. So Caleb Williams, this one, this is going to be a little different for me. Caleb Williams over 300 and a half passing plus rushing yards all right dude jake getting deep on the prize picks board i love it and i really like that pick utah's defense is good they play really well at home but if the air attack is not there for caleb williams expect him to tuck it and take the yardage when he has the opportunity so over 300 and a half combined passing and rushing yards Yes, sir. That awesome. is it. I love I, it. I I feel pretty content with my picks. I like them. To be Dude, I love it too. It's 100% going to hit. I am going to lock it in as soon as we get done recording this. It is your week seven hashtag bet the from here we go. Quinn Ewers, Texas quarterback over 255 and a half passing yards. JJ McCarthy, Michigan quarterback over 217 and a half passing yards. Sean Clifford, Penn state quarterback over 209 and a half passing yards and Caleb Williams, Southern Cal's quarterback over 300 and a half passing and rushing yards combined. Now, Jake, you do know you can go under on these, right? <laughs> I know, no, but I just I, have to, I just I, have to confirm I, I'm I, doing it. I have to ride with you. I'm doing it. We're going to, we're going to win this weekend. Let's do it. Let's awesome. do it. There you go. Hashtag bet the from download the prize picks app. Use the promo code punt. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. Let's go inside the five, wrap this baby up, update, DB's 10 and 20 on the season. A good four in one week last week, so we're going to continue to ride good. that. You momentum. needed it. You needed it, I coach. did need that in a big way. Jake Fromm, 15 and 15, right at five hundy. First matchup, number 10, Penn State at number five, Michigan. This game's at noon on Fox. Michigan's a touchdown favorite here at home. The total is 51 and a half. My first question, who has Michigan played this year? Nobody. Three non-conferences. And then Indiana and Maryland. Come on, Jake. I think you know where I'm going here. <laughs> oh, man. I like where you're going with this. And you're exactly right. Michigan really hasn't played anybody. Um, but I just – I like Michigan in this one. I don't I don't really think Penn State is is all that uh, 
great right now, uh, to be honest. And uh, I just, I, I think JJ McCarthy is a better quarterback right now, more efficient. They're doing a great job. Uh, they're putting a lot of points on the board and they're playing at home, which is a big deal. So man. All right. What, what can I say? I, I like Michigan. Give me, I'm, I'm taking it. Okay. He's laying the seven with Michigan. Thinks Michigan stays perfect. Again, both of these teams are undefeated in the big 10. Seems like Michigan's on a collision course with Ohio state at the end of the season. That would be awesome. But I think that changes this weekend. I love Penn state plus the seven here. Penn state's battle okay. tested. Now I know Auburn's Penn really state's battle good. tested. Look, who, they who, went who, down who to Jordan hair. They went down to Auburn. That is an extremely hostile environment, and they beat their ass. They forced turnovers. They capitalized on those turnovers. It was a close game until the end. I like Sean Clifford and the running backs at Penn State. I think they're more explosive on offense. I think this game's close. Um, I would say that it goes over 51.5, and and I want the seven points. So I'll take the seven points here with Penn State. I think Sean Clifford and that offense get rolling. Um, I think this is a really good game at noon. Thank God it's at noon because we're about to get into this 3.30 slate. Yeah. There is a lot going on yeah, at 3.30. So I'm on Penn State. Jake's on Michigan. Look, we've been on different sides of a lot of games so far throughout the first six weeks. We'll see if this trend continues. Yeah. I had to put this next game on there because yeah. the line is just staggering. Vanderbilt going to Georgia. points. You know, I mean, Gosh, Why do they do it to us? Because we Maybe. gotta take we gotta take our dogs, but man, you're making it tough on us. That's why we gotta put these on inside oh. of five. Vandy at number one, Georgia. This game's at 3 30 p.m. Why it's at 3 30, I have no idea. It's on SEC network. Georgia's a 38 point favorite. Oh. The total's 58 and a half. Now, if you remember a year ago, this game was in Nashville. JT Daniels actually did start and play the game. And I think Georgia was up 35 nothing at the end of the first quarter or 28 yeah. to nothing at the it end of the bad. first quarter. I, yeah, I remember it, it was, was pretty remarkable. Atrociously bad. Um, gosh, this is tough, though. I, they are playing at home, uh, which is nice. They, they, uh, what it makes me feel better about it is the offense did look good in the second half of that Auburn game. So maybe they can uh, pick up basically where they left off. Uh, and this one, uh, Vanderbilt hasn't looked very good this year, except when they went out and played Hawaii there to start the uh, start the season off. I'll do it. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I, I don't know if this is great logic, but I didn't take them last week when they played Auburn. It was thirty points. Yeah, likewise. Um, so, hey, just let's let's do it Late this week. Thirty eight. You know, if Stetson Bennett, as you said after the game last week, if, if the offense has fun, they should take care of business in a big way. Yeah. Um, I did just check. It was 35 to nothing at the end of the first quarter last year. Georgia won the game 62 to nothing. That does not correlate whatsoever to what's going to happen on Saturday. Yeah. That's just a fascinating statistic. Yeah. I like what you just said. They played really well in the second half of the game last week. I think they've mm-hmm. kind of had a week to refocus, focus on having fun, which means like play loose, play fast. And Vanderbilt this season, you know, promising start with the win over Hawaii. They scored 25 against Wake Forest. Alabama beat them 55 to three. Ole Miss mm-hmm. beat them 52 to 28. I'll lay the 38 here with you too, Jake. We'll we'll go down together if we lose this one. But I think Georgia takes care of business in a big way. I can respect that. Now that that Ole Miss uh, Vandy game was was remotely Close for the yeah, it was first back, half. It was back it was yeah. back and forth in the first half. So don't expect it to be that way. This we one. will lay the bigger ugly number, Georgia minus 38. All right, we talked about this game ad nauseum to start. Number three, Alabama at number six, Tennessee. It's on at 330. Again, CBS, of course. Bama, a seven-point favorite. The total 65, buddy. Look, let me just say this, okay? If for some reason Jalen Milrow plays this game, I love Tennessee. If Bryce Young plays, I'll lay the seven with Alabama. 
That's just uh, where I'm at. Okay. You, you don't you, just beat Bama. Okay. You, you, you said at the beginning of the show, coach, you said Bryce Young is playing. So you're picking Bama. Yes. And laying That's the seven it. points. That is my pick. Correct. Give, give me Tennessee, baby. All right. Let's go. All right. All right. Jake wants Tennessee. He wants the points, the home dog. Home dog again. Man. Again. When is the last time? Seriously. This is going to be a dog fight. Okay. I think I just, for some reason, something in my gut, which has been just dead ass wrong for six straight years, <laughs> something in my gut tells me, and this is not a slight on Tennessee. You think, this you is think not, they're just going to go in there and put them in their place and say, hey, I think Tennessee pisses down their leg. Not this year. Yeah. I think Tennessee makes the mistakes. I think Hendon Hooker turns the ball over. I think it might be too big of a spot. Alabama does this every single week, okay? That's just where I'm at. I'm laying the seven with Alabama. Jake wants the seven with Tennessee. You go back and listen to us 20 minutes ago talk about this game. Simply put, you know, am I a simpleton for that? Maybe, but I think Tennessee is going to be such a public underdog. Give me Alabama. The juggernaut in this game is Will Anderson and how disruptive he will be um, to Tennessee's offense. So that's all I got. Man, right. give me Tennessee. Oh, uh, quickly, total 65 over under. I mean, that's a lot of points. It's a lot of points, but uh, the Tennessee is shown to be that, a bit vulnerable. Right? I don't, I, I mean, this, this game to me is basically just a remake of the Tennessee Florida game. And that I think went over 65. A year ago, Tennessee, no, no. Oh, Tennessee, Florida. Yes, yes, yes. So I think it's just going to be a remake of that game. This one. Let's check. Yeah, let's, let's quick math check that one. What, I'm what was checking the, it right now? I'm what was the score of that right one? 33 You're correct. Yeah. Math checks out. There's 71 points. So, all right, we're on opposite sides there. Jake likes it over 65. I cannot wait to watch that game. I think it'll be fascinating. Again at 3.30, another matchup of unbeatens. What is going on with the scheduling this weekend? Number Crazy. eight, Oklahoma State at number 13, TCU. This game's on ABC at 3.30. TCU's a three-and-a-half-point home favorite. The total, another high one, 69 points. Max Duggan and this Sonny Dykes coached Horn Frogs offense playing at a super high level. They just knocked off KU a week ago. Yep. But Mike Gundy and Oklahoma State, they always play well in these big games. I like Oklahoma State here. Spencer Sanders, an experienced quarterback, he can sling it around. So I'll take the points with Oklahoma State. I, I think so, too. I'm, I'm right there with you. I like Mike Gundy as a coach. Uh, to me, more experience. They were so close last year uh, of getting into the college football playoff and um, just came up a little bit short. But I, I think they want to prove that they're here, they're there for real. And if they are, they have to win this football game. So. Okay, state for me. No doubt. I think the batteries in your remote control might die from about 3 to 5 p.m. because you're going to be all over the place <laughs> trying to check out this action across 3 30, the board. 3.30, 3.30, 3.30. It's crazy. Golly. Leading us right into 8 p.m., number seven, Southern Cal, taking on number 20, Utah. 8 p.m. on Fox. This line stinks out loud, okay? Utah, who just lost last week to UCLA, is a three-point home favorite. That essentially tells you Vegas thinks these teams – are very evenly matched. Everybody knows the home team gets three points. The total here is 65. And Jake, I've been doing this for a long time. My record this year would not tell you that I'm any good. Mm. But what I do know is tell that me. when a line like this comes out and you sit there and you ask yourself, why in the hell why? would Utah why? be a three-point favorite to an undefeated, high-powered, Southern Cal, top-10 ranked team? 
Vegas is begging you to take USC plus the three points. They are begging you. They're saying, take USC. We're giving you three points. And I am so easy. And I'm going to fall right into that trap. I'm going Utah. Please. Home field advantage. High altitude. Good defense in these spots. And they got exposed a week ago against UCLA. I'll lay the three here. I think Utah wins outright. I think USC has been feast or famine. That is typical of a Lincoln-Riley-led offense. It is. They get started early, and they put a ton of points on the board. But I don't think that's going to happen this week, and I think it's a slow start. It will be a raucous atmosphere. USC is number one in the nation in turnover ratio, plus 14. The number two team is plus nine. That is crazy. I'm so glad you brought up the turnover margin on that one because I was looking at checking uh, Caleb Williams' stats this year. 14 tutties to one interception. He's a baller. The boy is not just a thrower. He is a quarterback. He's taking care of the football. Very, ready, Aaron Rodgers is. Okay, okay. When he's taking care of the football, like throwing that. it around. Come on, man. I like him straight up. And you're going to give me three points? Man. Simpleton. They got Come you. On. Just They laid the cheese out. You're falling right into the trap, brother. Right, right into falling it. Falling right into the trap. This line makes no sense to me. It's so stupid. So I don't want to be stupid and take USC plus the three. I'm taking Utah. I'm laying it. I'm a sharp. I'm a sharp guy, okay? That is what I do. That's I got, inside I got, the five. I got, no, I got no comment on that. No comment on that. Going to be an awesome weekend. Uh, yeah. What you got planned? Uh, you going to the game, well, homecoming? Dude, uh, actually what's pretty cool is uh, Sunday, we're going to go to the 49ers and the Falcons game. Oh, sweet. Uh, Charlie Warner. Watching watching college uh roommate charlie warner play tight end for 49ers uh hang out get to see uh so my wife's friend uh obviously we're we're, me and charlie are friends and then uh our wives were roommates in college as well very cool um and then they just had a baby so get to see little henry and hang out charlie is the pride of rabin county is that correct the pride of that's what i thought that is what i thought oh yeah drive up um what road is that it's it's you get off 985 and you go up there. They got a big old picture of them on the side of the highway. Oh yeah, home of that's, Charlie Warner. That's awesome. right, man. That's right. Charlie, Good stuff. Charlie's the man. They love him. Straight straight Raven County boy. If you know anything about Raven County, I don't. <laughs> so if I get to know Charlie, then I'll I guess I'll know a little bit about Raven County. But that's week it. seven, man. Um, on the dock. I'm fired up. Appreciate everybody tuning in to Punt and Pass. Be sure to download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code Punt. If you have any questions, go check them out on social media. They're at Prize Picks on Twitter and Instagram. Again, deposit match of 100% up to $100. Just download it and use the promo code Punt. Get active with the hashtag BetTheFrom this weekend. Hit us up on social media as well. At Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He's at From Jake. Watch this on YouTube. Listen to it wherever you get your podcasts, puntandpass.com, and we will talk to you on Monday. See you. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win.
Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. 